I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. I think step one is just being very clear with who you are, right? So go in and do the inner work, spending 30 minutes in complete silence and dark. For most people, it will be the most terrifying thing they've done in a really long time. But I can promise you, if you stick with it for 30 days in a row, you will have a level of clarity that you've never experienced before in your life. They feel like they got it figured out. They're doing well in the job and they have the insurance and they have the house and the two luxury cars and the 2.5 kids and the dog and the picket fence. It's everything that they were supposed to have. But the issue is they feel empty. They start asking questions like, what was it all for? Is this really it? And when they are asking those questions, they can do one or two things. That everyone is Jerome Myers. He's a developer of people and places. He's the founder and chief inspiration officer of Dreamcatchers and the Myers Development Group. He's a real estate investment guru and a coach, and he has a ton of wisdom to share. You know, when you're thinking about your own financial evolution, how you can grow into the person that you want to become, it takes a really clear mindset with some techniques and some strategies to get clear on what it is that you want. Now is a really important time for us all to get our minds right, get focused on the things that we want, and make a plan to make our dreams come true. And so in this episode, we talk all about why you shouldn't always trust likable people, how you can choose friends, three types of relationships, being polite, and how that can waste tons of your time, and how you can use your time, which is your most valuable resource. This is part practical, uh, some tough love in here, and it's also part um, philosophical. What does it take? What is the mindset that required in order for you to be the person that you want to become? This is such a phenomenal episode. This classic personal development stuff is content that I love consuming. I listen to a lot of podcasts that contain these types of ideas, and so it's really kind of a cool pleasure to have Jerome on the podcast with me. Uh, you can find him at jeromemyers.co and you can see what he's all about. Just a really warm guy, a soothing voice, and I know that you're going to get a ton of really great information out of this podcast. Before we jump into this podcast, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, allowing me to continue to bring to you information that I think is useful. You know, in this last episode, I had my kids on which is the first time that I've done that, um, but it's gotten a lot of downloads. So what that tells me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that you are interested in more solo show content. So I'm gonna make sure to add some more solo shows into the interview style uh, because it seems like you guys like that. So I'm gonna keep providing that. Um, what's more is you can always go to seanmccormick.com, the show archives, there's discounts on biohacking equipment. You can learn about what I do as a coach and uh, I'm always cooking up something good. Still working on the uh, custom health app. I'm doing a lot of work uh, in the psychedelic space. I'll be attending Wonderland in November, which is a psychedelic conference. And uh, so tons of cool stuff. Always great content coming your way. Subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already, please do because uh, it will make sure that you don't miss any. And uh, I do my best to get these out every single week. So excited to bring with to you today, everybody. Jerome Myers. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. 
My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And I'm here with Jerome Myers. He's the founder of Myers Development Group. Jerome, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Sean, good to be with you, man. Shout out to Neil for putting us together, man. So grateful for that guy and who he is and what he represents. Like I said, before we turn the mics on, I want to focus a lot on um, personal development mindset and and networking is a, is a major part of that, right? And and to mention the friend who who introduced us, and as I understand all of the amazing things that you do, I'm curious about how you identify and nourish meaningful relationships because everybody needs a little work on this. Yeah. So in 2020, I read a book that changed my life. It was called Sizing People Up by Robin Dreek. And it gives you the six indicators of trust. And so I was somebody who was always making the mistake of, well, if I know somebody and I like them, then I trust them, right? And there are a lot of likable people who are not trustworthy. And so every time I turned around, I was over investing in a relationship with somebody who was untrustworthy and being disappointed with the outcome of that. Now, trustworthy doesn't mean anything other than you're able to predict what the person's going to do. I would consistently and constantly get reactions that I did not expect when opportunities or challenges presented themselves. And if you do that, then I think you end up being at risk of exposing yourself to things that probably are completely unnecessary. And so going through and pulling out and I looking for the things that Robin lays out in the book was the thing that gave me the gift. The other thing that I did was I isolated myself and maybe insulated is probably a better word. And so for people to get to me, there has to be an introduction from somebody who's already proven themselves to be of good moral character and I having the same values that I identify with because that usually ends up being a really good filter because they've spent more time with the person than um, I have coming into it. And so then I can just show up and be my authentic self. Another thing that I learned through that process of uh, making a bunch of mistakes with trusting people I shouldn't trust was that uh, my nature was okay if I was with the right people, right? If you're hanging out with assholes and you're a really, really nice person, well, they're going to take advantage of you every single time because that's who they are. But if you're hanging out with really nice people and you're a really nice person, then you can freely give and receive from them in the same breath, which I think most people decide that, oh, well, if the world's going to treat me this way, I shouldn't, or I'm not going to continue to be that nice person. Mm. And I think that right there is something that's life-changing and life-saving for those folks who are experiencing life and getting hit in the mouth and living with the things of like a good deed never goes unpunished and stuff like that. Like that's only because of the people that you're around. 
Hmm. <laughs> what if those people, what if those people that are opportunistic or um, questionable or untrustworthy, what if they're like your best friend from high school or your brother yeah. or Nobody your sister? Pass. Nobody right? gets a pass with me, right? Including family, right? Even parents, right? And I think a lot of us rationalize, oh, well, we're relatives, so we got to go through and subject ourselves to this punishment because of what body we came out of or who had sex and allowed us to be a part of that family. Like, that that's not a thing, and it doesn't happen anywhere else. And so we've got this model for a centered life, and level two is relationships, and it's our belief that there are three types of relationships. One is mutually beneficial, right? That's nice people hanging out with nice people and everybody kind of giving freely and not taking toll, tally of who gave what when they gave it. Then there's relationships that are not mutually beneficial, but can be reframed as mutually beneficial. Those relationships are there. And we usually were trying to please them. We were trying to get people excited about us being around. We wanted to be accepted. And so we did a bunch of things with the idea, desire that we'd be good enough if we did this for them. And we put the person on a pedestal and they sat on a pedestal and looked down on us. And so we've got to recalibrate that, get eye to eye with them and let them know that there is an expectation for them being in this relationship with us. Some people will be open to that. Others won't. If they're not open to it, then they go into the non-mutually beneficial relationships and never will be. And those we believe you sever immediately and move them away because they are leeches, they are parasites, they are vampires. They can only take from you. They can't pour into you. So what happens when you have leeches, parasites, and vampires is you have a continual drain on your energy. You have a continual drain on your, your chi. And when you run out, what do you do other than hate life? Mm. And so you've got to have people pouring into your life. And if you look at your phone and you think about the five people that you talk to the most, and if none of those are just reaching out to see how you're doing, if they're not offering to do things for you that you don't ask them to do, and I can keep going down a list of behaviors that we should be looking for for the people that we invest the most in, then you really need to rethink the life because those relationships that are not mutually beneficial, whether they can be reframed or not, are unhealthy for everybody involved. They're unhealthy for you because they're draining you. They're unhealthy for the people that are leeching and parasiting off of you because they think that exchange isn't a part of being in relationship. And at the end of the day, it doesn't serve either one of you well. Staying on this idea of relationships and the the opportunities that come from from knowing people who uh, who are aligned or seemingly aligned in, in values with you does I think that a lot of folks, especially after the last three years, are looking for opportunities. Right, they're looking for opportunities to to bounce back, to grow, to network, to collaborate, and it sometimes is tough to discern whether or not this relationship is like going somewhere as a collaboration or is just uh, somebody that, you know, you see at your kid's baseball game 
and and I'm and I'm curious about how you think about relationships with just people that you can sit around and drink tea with or have a beer with versus people that you want to build with and how to identify the the two of those. Yeah. So I think step one is just being very clear with who you are, right? So go in and do the inner work and like, I don't hide what my morals and values are. I don't hide what I'm interested in talking about. Like if people want to talk about the game or they want to talk about the weather, I zone out immediately and I fade away. Like I, I, if there's a circle, I exit the circle, right? If they want to talk about achievement, if they want to talk about accomplishment, they want to talk about wealth, they want to talk about how to reframe or fix relationships. If that is the conversation, then I lean in. And I think a lot of us under the guise of being polite, participate in things that we don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I just think... Like two days ago was the 17 year anniversary of me being in a head on accident with a dump truck. Like I know that I'm on borrowed time. And so to think that I would use the only resource that we cannot replenish to do things that I don't want to do, especially if I'm not getting compensated for them is ludicrous. <laughs> and I think if we actually treated our time as if it was the money was money, say, I don't know, pick a number, right? $80,000 when you're born and that's all you're ever going to get. And every second there's being a withdrawal from the account and it's continuing to draw down. I think you would get really, really clear on what you're going to spend that on. Some of it's going to be spent on work. Some of it's going to be spent sleeping, eating some of the non-negotiables, but that leisure time that, 30 some hours a week that most people have, how you use that will become really important because you see that that is actually, but because you can't count it because you don't know when the end is a lot of people treat it as if it's not going to come. And, you know, it's funny. It's the only thing that we know will happen. We will expire. That's the only thing that we know will happen, but we don't have wills. We don't put trust in place. We, we don't pick our like ceremony, however you want to go out. Like we don't do any of that stuff and we leave it for people who are mourning our loss to figure it out. Mm. I think it's just one of the most selfish things we can do because it's the one thing that we know for sure is going to happen. But because we don't like thinking about it, because we like to waste the time that we have here, we choose not to actually engage in those activities and, I just don't think it's part of living an intentional life. Today's episode is brought to you by Met Naturals. Met Naturals makes the highest quality CBD products in the world. And I, and I do not say that lightly. I've tried dozens and dozens of different balms and tinctures and gel caps for sleep and inflammation and for on the spot sort of muscle soreness. And Met Naturals is the best. They've reviewed over 5,000 research papers, third-party reviewed papers, and scientific journals to study the efficacy of their products. So sleep, mood and calm, recovery, skin, energy, mind and cognition, Met Naturals has done their homework. They've done the research to provide you with the highest quality products. Plus, they're really affordable. They're like crazy affordable. They want to pass the savings back to you as they continue to grow as a company. 
Head to metnaturals.com, that's M-E-T-T naturals.com, and use the code OPP for 10% off, an already really affordable product, plus you'll get free shipping. Whether it's for inflammation, for sleep, or just general wellness, you should be using the highest quality CBD on the planet, and that's Met Naturals. Mm. Oh, man. Touching on some big stuff there, which I totally resonate with. What I know about my audience is that <clears throat> there are people that the thing that I know about my audience is that they are they're go getters, they're type A, they're achievers. They want to continue to grow. They want to get healthy. They want to get strong. They want to become hard to kill. They want to become um, the best possible versions of themselves. And they may not be at that point. And because we're both entrepreneurs, and so we we speak this this language really fluently, but not everybody is there. They're working a nine to five, and they are they're doing really well in their own personal development and their fitness and their family's good. But they they want to elevate their opportunities, but aren't entrepreneurs yet. Then how can someone kind of flip that switch from I need to protect my time as though it is just constantly being drained because it is. How do they turn that 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 mindset that you so clearly stated is like I don't want to talk about the ball game. I don't want to talk about the weather. I'm going to I'm going to distance myself. How how can people flip that switch to then become um project oriented or progress oriented? So so many of us go through life just programmed to do the thing, whatever it is. So a job, for example, you go in and you work in somebody else's system for the promise of a paycheck once a month, once every two weeks on the first 15th, whatever you want it to be. Right. And when you're in that system, when you're in that program, you're just doing what somebody else had you to do. Deep down inside though, there's this thing that you believe that you're supposed to be doing. Now, you may not feel it right now. You might not be able to hear it right now, but it's there. And you might have to think back 10 years ago, 20 years, 30 years ago, before somebody told you that you need to be practical, before somebody told you that you need to be reasonable, before you got married, before you had the kids and you said, oh, well, these responsibilities are the reasons why I can't go do this thing. And then think, well, what if they were the reason why you had to go do the thing? And once you actually get quiet enough to listen, because there's some people, like there's voices in their heads. And so you know that you're one of these people by this. You walk in to someplace that's quiet and you go find something that's going to make noise. The phone, the TV, you're going to go talk to kids. Like silence scares you, right? That's how you know you're one of these people because you are disconnected from what's inside. You're not connected to center, right? You're everywhere. It's chaotic. In fact, you enjoy chaos. Your house probably isn't in order. It's probably disheveled. There's because you need that in order to feel like things are okay. Hmm. For the people on the other end of the spectrum where they like silence, they like peace, they have things that are neat and organized. It's minimal, the things that they have, but the things that they have, they really enjoy, right? 
people who go out and buy knickknacks all the time, it's because they're trying to find something to stimulate them. It's like giving a new kid a toy every day. You don't have to do that. In fact, when they really have the one they like, all the other ones will be left on the floor and they'll play with that one over and over and over again. And so being able to find that toy, being able to find that pacifier, totally the game. And working on your purpose and being in purpose is a difference maker that turns the light on where you realize you can't waste your time doing mm-hmm. the things of the mediocre. Man, oh man. I'm struck by the clarity of that. And and I know that you this is this is this is you. You are showing up fully authentically and you've built you've built frameworks and systems and businesses around some of these ideas. But I uh this is so phenomenal. I really like what you said about going back. Go back to before you told yourself that you need to have a job and the health insurance so that you feel okay, right? Like that for a lot of people, that's like 13 years old, 14 years old, right? That's like maybe 18 before they went to college where the world was open to them. They had things that they loved to do. They had, they had things they were interested in. They, 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 they had a bigger vision for themselves. And I think you're right that it is so important to go that far back to touch back that might, for some people that's eight years old. I mean, how feasible, (laughs) how feasible is it for people to do that? Very, if they suspend disbelief. Right. And so look, you can continue to exist in ignorant bliss where you believe that that paycheck is going to show up every two weeks, that the company can't survive without you, that you putting in the extra hour and missing little Johnny or Susie's game or recital is going to be the thing that makes the difference. But what I can assure you is nobody's going to care when you expire if you work that extra hour. But Johnny and Susie, depending on how important that event was, will always remember that you weren't there. Hmm. And when you look back, for most of the adults that I know, they don't remember all of the things that their parents were at. It's only the things that they didn't come to that they remember unless they just had a track record of not showing up to things. Right. Mm. And so, and it's not just being at the event, it's being present when you're together, right? If you're staring at your phone then eventually they're going to realize the phone's more important to them. So they're going to go find something else to do, or they may just go stare at their phone because it's monkey see monkey do. But again, this comes to, using the most valuable resource, the most precious resource you have in a meaningful way. Because if you knew, and I'll just pick on parents because it's so easy. If you knew that today was your last day with your kid, I suspect you wouldn't do what you're doing right now. Hmm. Right? What do you do with that? I think you do the things you have to do. And then you really get intentional about doing the things you want to do. (laughs) 
what sort of skills are we not taught growing up in our adolescence that are essential for us to live a a quality of life that we want now? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go to the bottom of our model and then I'll go to the top. And so the bottom is self-image, right? And I think that nobody's ever really said in a succinct way that the difference in our life is our ability to keep promises to ourselves. We're always taught to be accountable to other people. We're always taught that we better show up on time. We we got to keep our word and, but it's all outwardly focused. We, we don't want anybody to say this or that about us, but if you can keep a promise to yourself, if you can tell yourself that you're going to do something and then go do it, you will have a different level of confidence than anybody else in the world. And Oh, by the way, if you can keep the promise to yourself, then you'll keep the promises to the other people. Because when you keep the promise to yourself, you know whether or not you put your best effort in. You know whether or not you actually had intentions of doing the thing you said you were going to do. And it wasn't, oh, it just slipped my mind or I, it, I missed it. It wasn't on my calendar. Like none of that exists because you know all the facts, right? And then I'll go up to level six, which is significance which we believe is the only real success and so what happens in levels one through five is people self-actualize and prosperity is level five right so they they feel like they got it figured out they're doing well in the job and they have the insurance and they have the house and the two luxury cars and the 2.5 kids and the dog and the picket fence and so it's everything that they were supposed to have but the issue is they feel empty They start asking questions like, what was it all for? Is this really it? And when they are asking those questions, they can do one or two things. They can dig in and follow to the bottom of the rabbit hole. Or they can suppress it and push it down and pretend like those things didn't happen. And they Mm -hmm. should just be happy and satisfied with what they have. And so that last piece is you're not done until you figured out how to be significant in the lives of others. You're not done until you can take the abundance that you've created and figure out how to deploy it in order to help other people move on whatever their arc is on their journey. Hmm. And the only way to find significance is through service of other people. And so it's me, 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 me up through level five, and then you get to level six and then it's us and we, and I, I don't think there's much conversation about that because we're taught that we're inadequate and that we can't achieve unless we do this or that. And so we spend all of our life trying to be good enough. Today's episode is brought to you by Bio Pro Plus. I love this stuff. It has made a major change in my life, in my metabolism, in my mood, in my ability to put on lean muscle mass and feel as powerful as I want to feel. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP 
for $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I try this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. That question, is this all there is, is if you have not asked yourself that, if you are listening to this right now and you have not asked yourself that, please pause this right now, press stop and ask yourself that question without looking at your phone, without sitting in the living room with your family around you go for a walk without your phone and ask yourself that question that is such a key thing and 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 every single one of the people that i know that have that have reached some of their dreams that are living and and a dynamic and interesting authentic life they ask themselves that question and they have the guts to really challenge down that rabbit hole to go that deep to really understand that. Do you remember when you asked yourself that question? I, yeah, it's been a question I've asked so many times, but I'll never forget flying back from Salt Lake city into Richmond, Virginia and flying over a football field where a running back had just broke for an 80 yard run or so the crowd's going wild, the band's playing. Uh, the cheerleaders are flipping on the track and I start crying because I had the opportunity to be significant in the lives of high school athletes. Cause I was a, a varsity defensive coordinator and I sold that for about $800 a month to uh, get a promotion that allowed me to make about $10,000 a year more, but I had to give up that ability to truly impact folks because I needed to travel. And I'll, I'll tell you that it wasn't worth it, but, and I think this is a big, but if you're not willing to be honest with yourself, then you can lull yourself to sleep and believe that the thing that pays you well is the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And that you can't be paid well for the thing that you know deep down in your heart is supposed to happen. Mm. <laughs> you made another point there, this service to others. You know, I, I like this idea of I, we, all. And when you're doing work on yourself, when you're, when you have that dark night of the soul, when you are sitting quietly in meditation, when you are organizing your thoughts, that's a, that's a form of self-work, Right. And then that extends out to the we, which is, you know, your sort of close community or your more broad community, your family, your friends, your businesses, your sort of, you know, international podcast audience, like, like this audience right now. And then, and then above and beyond that, there is this, all this sort of universal, like as big as you can think of it, that when you're doing work on yourself and then in turn, improving your community. And then in turn, the universe 
shines on you. It's it, it gives you a little bit of a, a of a tailwind. Like it it likes that idea because if you're doing your shit and I'm doing my shit and everybody else is doing their shit and trying to to work on themselves to grow themselves to the to the best of their ability, everybody wins. Everybody wins. And so the way that I usually position it, and yours is much more positive than the way I position it. The way I position it is if you don't do the thing that you're supposed to do, then somebody who's, who's counting on you to do your thing so they can do their thing will never be able to do their thing. Mm. And so let's get really bleak. You may be the person that does the thing that allows the person who can cure cancer to cure cancer, but because you're convinced that the thing that pays you well is the thing that you're supposed to be doing instead of the thing that's tugging at your heart. We never solved that disease. Think about that for a second. Like you could be the catalyst for that thing happening. But because you're so selfish and believe that an extra $10,000 is going to make that big of a difference for you and your family or that you can't make a hundred extra thousand dollars doing the thing. You stay right where you are. Hmm. And hmm. so comfort can be a prison. And I don't think most people get that as long as it's comfortable enough. Why, why not just stay there? Yeah. Bread and circuses, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough to, for, for those that don't know the, know the reference, it's, you know, um, how, how to, maintain a docile population is bread and circuses give them bread you know bud light give them circuses all weekend long in the fall it's college football and then it's nfl on sunday and that's all you do all weekend you know you drink that you drink that bread you watch that circus and that's about as deep as it goes and and it's it's tough because i hear myself saying that and then i feel like well that's a little judgmental um and is it well i, I mean that's why you I, that's didn't why come I, up with the phrase let's start there so you didn't come up with the phrase right and then the second piece of it is so the underlying piece of the bread is the glucose which breaks down into the sugar and so what do we do in order to numb things we eat sugar and then the sugar heightens our uh, fear center so that we need to numb more and so that's why we become obese Right, because we're putting on all of this weight to protect us from all the things we're scared of mm-hmm. and breaking the cycle is terrifying because then you actually have to do the work. You have to face the fear. Sure. Versus just numbing it. Right. And so, you know, my daughter, when she was learning to crawl, taught me the most amazing lesson. And so Kaya was on the floor and it was a toy that was out of arm's length. For her and she wanted the toy but she wanted to suck her thumb the thumb made her feel comfortable it, it it soothed her and so she had a choice she could take the thumb out and crawl and get the toy or she could cry about the toy and suck her thumb and she went back and forth on this thing and i watched her because i wasn't going to get up and give her the toy because she was able to crawl and get the toy i watched this go on for two to five minutes and so she would take the thumb out make a little step as best I can describe it when somebody's crawling and then put the thumb back in her mouth because 
she wanted to soothe herself instead of get the toy. And then eventually she tuck her thumb out and crawled and got the toy. And then she was as happy as I'd seen her in a while when she was playing with the toy. She actually dealt with the thing. <laughs> and so when we deal with the thing, we don't need the pacifier. We don't need to numb it. And so many people are like, oh, I just need to numb it down. And so health is level four in the red pill. And, you know, I've never heard anybody say that they're going to take the edge off and then go do something healthy. Nobody says, <laughs> I'm going to go do yoga to take the edge off. I'm going to go meditate so I can take the edge off. No, they do something that's self-destructive, right? And so what causes the need to take the edge off? Your self-image, your relationship, and your work, because that's where all your stress is. And those, those are the first three layers of our, our model. And so we want to turn down the volume on the stress so you don't need to numb it, right? And then you can focus on your health and start doing all this stuff that peak performers do so that they can actually carry out the mission that they're placed here for. But nobody's going to do yoga to take the edge off, man. Are you a, a, a non-drinker? Yeah, I've been sober my entire life. What does it help? And so you, we, we got on this tangent because you said it was judgmental, but what does it actually make better? Like where, it, what's the positive benefit for it? And like, I, I'm going to stomp on nerves everywhere now and I'm okay with it because I, I believe it to be true. What does it make better? Oh, I just need to loosen up. Well, if you're eliminating your inhibitions, isn't that who you are already? So not, why not just be the person? Right. So it sounds like there's something in your self-image that needs to be resolved so that you can be the person that you want to be. You don't need liquid courage in order to do that. Hmm. Right. And we can keep going down all the reasons that people may throw out. But at the end of the day, it damages your liver. It hurts your kidneys. It probably burns your throat and all of the other stuff in your digestive tract. So what are what are we actually doing? The calories are pretty heavy. So, I mean, yeah, getting to alter state may be valuable for you, but as we talked about before we press record, everything that you're getting away from is going to be right there when you get back. So mm -hmm. let's address the thing. Let's actually deal with the thing. Go crawl and get your toy. Take your thumb out. Go crawl and get your toy. And then you won't need to leave because you like where you are. Well said. I heard you, I heard you on another, uh, actually in, uh, the Anthony trucks podcasts. Uh, I'm a big fan of Anthony's man. That guy's, he's just a magnetic, magnetic personality. We got some friends in common and I was turned on to him a little while ago. And you said things happen twice, one in your mind, first in your mind, and then in your real life. And I would love for you to elaborate a little bit on that for the people who are picking up the tone of this conversation <clears throat> around what's possible for them in their life. And this is, and, and, and within context, this is a little bit of a deviation from my typical podcast content. You know, this is like real good personal development. This has not anything to do with gut health or CBD products or, you know, brain mapping. This is, this is core and I love this stuff. So if you could elaborate a little bit on Things happen twice, once first in your mind and then in real life. Man, I appreciate you letting me go off track here because uh, that other stuff's really important. Um, 
So things happen twice. So everything that you see in this world, last week we we went and toured one of the plants that Henry Ford put together back a long time ago. And in his mind, he had this idea that this forest would be cut down and he would manufacture his cars with people in the plant, putting it together and paying them enough so that they could go buy the car. And this happened in real life. It took mm-hmm. years for this to happen. And that plant that we went to now produces F-150. And there is a truck that comes off the line every 59 seconds, ready to be delivered to a customer. Now, did Henry Ford see that when he thought about it? No, he didn't even know what the 2023 Raptor was going to look like. Right. But he had this idea that people in this building could build a car that the common person could drive. And he built a system in order for that to happen. The iPhone, right? When they put a thousand songs in your pocket with the iPod, it's like, well, can we take it to the next level? Why not just have one device instead of, I still remember having like a tool belt. I have my two-way pager, yeah. my Nextel chirp, and I can, and my Garmin so that I, I could get navigation, right? And it's like, well, why don't we consolidate all these things into one thing? We, and we'll go back to the thing, right? There's a thing that doesn't exist. There's a problem that exists. We'll go there. There's a problem that exists that you've been uniquely placed on this planet to solve. And you may be scared to say, I'm the person to solve this. Come to me. I have the answer and I can deliver. You being able to see that, connect those dots, recognize the pattern, and then formulate the execution of the strategy in order to create that in the physical is the closest place you can get to being a god or god. And I don't think that people realize the power that's within them. Hmm. The ability for you to see something in your mind in your dreams, when you close your eyes, however you want to see it. And then it show up. And so I've got this really, I'll call it a superstition. And so I take license plates and then I take model cars and I put the model car on the license plate. And then eventually that license plate ends up on a car in the yard. (laughs) Right. And it's just a, it's a reminder that I saw this and now I just need time to catch up for it to actually manifest in the physical. And like my chief operating officer does a whole lot more metaphysics than I ever will. But the point is nothing in this world exists that wasn't seen in somebody's head beforehand. Now there may be steps from in somebody's head and it might go like I used to be an engineer. And so one of my jobs was modeling towers. And so it would be in my head, then I model it in the computer and then they go on paper and then we give it to somebody and they fabricate the pieces. And then the person who was the constructor would go out and build the thing. And then the permitting people would make sure that we did it right and blah, 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 blah. That process doesn't matter. The fact of the matter, it started here. And then when it's all said and done, you see it there. Mm-hmm. nothing can be here in the physical if it hasn't been here. 
for somebody. This I this mind before matter uh, idea, this this um, this sort of esoteric wisdom, this awareness that before before anything comes into any sort of physical form, it is a it is a thought, it is a notion, it is an idea, is 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 such a powerful and transformational idea for people to understand. There are so many different techniques you could read the Kabbalion and you could read you know maxwell maltz you could read the master key system to to kind of get into this mode that you know i i need to get i i need to build it in my mind i need to see it i need to feel it and then let the physical physical world catch up with it what are some of the resources that you like on this sort of topic so you're going to get a kick out of this one. Spending 30 minutes in complete silence in dark. For most people, it will be the most terrifying thing they've done in a really long time. But I can promise you, if you stick with it for 30 days in a row, you will have a level of clarity that you've never experienced before in your life. And people are like, oh, well, I got to put stuff in. I got to do. There's so much inside of you that you can't hear because your life is so busy and so noisy. That if you just get away, get the clutter away, you'll find stuff that you didn't know existed. So I would start there. It doesn't require any money. It doesn't require you to go anywhere or it doesn't require you to go to a website. 30 minutes of silence in the dark. And I don't expect you to do it the first day. Do, do five or 10 and build yourself up so you get to that point. And it's just a different level of discipline. It's like, oh, this should be so simple. This should be so easy. It's not. I hope, I hope, I hope that that at least 30 people listening right now try this. <laughs> I really, really hope. And I want you to I want you to uh, reach reach out when you try this. Send me a DM or reach out to Jerome and, and connect because even though he's, you know, he's not easy to get to, but try this out because this is so simple and so elegant and so beautiful and and it and it doesn't require a meditation technique it doesn't require tapping it doesn't require anything just sit still in the dark quietly and see where your mind goes watch where your mind goes you're 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 going to learn a whole bunch in a really short period of time that's beautiful <laughs> um with with the time that we have left, because you, again, like your your successes and your focus on um, uh, real estate and and finances and 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 wealth creation, uh, I, I would I would feel remiss if we didn't touch on that a little bit. Um, can you make a connection for me between financial literacy and uh, personal development? 
Yeah. Uh, there's a huge one. And so if I go back to level one and I talk about discipline this time. So money is something that can be counted. It's something that can be saved. It's unlike love. It's unlike time. And so there will come a point where you don't have the capacity to earn anymore. And you will still need resources in order to survive. Now, some people rely on social security. Other people rely on shaking a cup. Other people rely on their family to do that for them. But somebody who actually understands the way that money works has the ability to create more prosperity than they'll ever need or could spend in their lifetime. And so what, what I think a lot of people get programmed to do is to believe that they're inferior and that they need to spend everything that they make in order to make other people believe that it, they're okay, right? Uh, I'll go to the very dark history of America with shadow slavery. And so when a person who was formerly a slave got their freedom, whether they bought it, they ran away, whatever they did, they did a lot so that when the people who were still in slavery saw them, to make them believe that they were doing better, even if they were struggling. Now, the people who stayed on the plantation or enslaved, they would say, well, why would I want to go out there and struggle when master feeds me, gives me a place to sleep and some of the other things. Now, if I liken that to modern day corporate America, and for those people who are scared to go off and do their own thing because, well, they're responsible for all of the stuff. The infrastructure's not there. They may not have work in a given week. And I could keep rolling down the list of all the things. But the point is this, we have the ability to learn about something that can work for us. Leverage, money. We have the ability to keep some of it, regardless of what our income level is. We can then take that money and allow it to go work for us. It, we can turn it into our slave. A lot of people trade all of their time for money. All of their time for money. So in essence, they're a slave to the money. <clears throat> when you control, when you have financial literacy, you can make money your slave, right? Compound interest, being able to make investments into different business opportunities that can scale your business. Investing in yourself from a personal development standpoint will always get the biggest return out of everything that I've named. And so <laughs> there's so many folks who only use YouTube for entertainment, hmm. right? Where you can basically get a college degree on them. <laughs> hmm. maybe go back everybody and listen to that again that's that's a that's an important idea right from a high level guy who's thought through this and built systems around these to optimize some of these ideas this is this is this is not theoretical <laughs> not theoretical <laughs> i can assure you that <laughs> i'm the son of a soldier and a stay-at-home mom and uh, the vast majority of people I spend time with on a day-to-day -day basis are multimillionaires. Some are worth eight and nine figures. Yeah.
go back and listen. In fact, go listen to the whole episode again. There's, there's, there's a, there's a dynamic eloquence in, in the words being shared today. This has just been such a great conversation um, and, and a mindful of time. Um, is there anything we'll do two things before we put a bow on this for, for today. I just want to thank you for your time. Um, before we, before I wrap it up, is there anything that maybe along some of the same lines of what we've shared that I didn't ask that you think would be really important or something that you just feel intuitively to call out to speak to? Yes. So if you made it to this part of the episode, then there was something that caught your attention. Maybe it's because I talk slow. Maybe Sean, you just like hearing his voice because it's so calming. Whatever it is, now you're about to get challenged because he gave me this open-ended question. And there's no way that I can leave without saying this to you. Your dream should be real. You might not have heard that in a really long time, but your dream should be real. And so whatever that thing is, this I've been alluding to, this tugging at your heart, we need to get that out of the heart, get it out of the mind, create that strategy, and then make it manifest in reality. Because I don't believe that anybody has something that's been placed in them that is not supposed to happen. But you may believe that you're not good enough, you're not special, you don't have any talents. You, you don't know how to get there. But there are people around you who can help you get it done. And so I challenge you to actually suspend disbelief and believe that your dream should be real and then act as if that is true. Because I know there's some people out there who are cynical and you're like, yeah, yeah, that, that's for kids. Right? But... It's just not true. Mm -hmm. Like if, if our life was over when we became practical and responsible, then there would be a whole lot few, fewer people on the planet. Where can people get more of you, Jerome? Where would you send them on the internet if they wanted to go, go consume some more? Yeah. JeromeMyers.co. They can find everything. They can find the podcast. They can find our guide to exiting the matrix. We got this 15 point checklist they can download. We got all kinds of stuff that people can just consume articles, blogs, all this good stuff. So JeromeMyers.co. Awesome. This could have easily been a three hour podcast episode because there's a lot of places that we could go and I'd like to go. So maybe we can, uh, uh, take a rain check on that. Um, this is great. So the the last the last question for the day for this the conversation is a fill in the blank, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish, but please do fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing that they can have anything they want if they're willing to pay the price of admission. Jerome Myers, thank you for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. John, this was awesome, man. Thanks for having me.